Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The presence of the Lord. Jesus said, I'll go away, but I'll send another comforter, a strengthener, a comforter, one that will guide and direct you and teach you all things and show you things to come. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Father, talk to your people. Give them instructions in their life. Let them know that you have a plan for them, that they're not lost, but that you have a solution for their, for their problem. We thank you, Lord, that you are good to us. We thank you that we hold on to your promises, to your life and your love in us and for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just take a moment and just acknowledge the Lord. You know, it's him whom we serve. It's him whom we gave our lives to. And, you know, the Bible says we're not of our own anymore. We belong to him. So we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you that you, you uh, bought us with the price, the price of the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that we serve you. And one day, Lord, we'll be with you forever to worship you and praise you and thank you for all that you have done for all of eternity. We thank you that we're just passing through this life, but we'll have a life that's with you forever. In Jesus' name we pray and all agreed said, amen. amen. Praise God. Well, thank you for coming out today. We have a good message today. It's in Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. We're going to have Richard read it in a moment, but I want to give you a little backdrop. This book was written by the Apostle Paul while he was in prison. And he was there not for a month, not for a year, but he was there for three years. Two years in Judea, then one year in Rome. And you would think when he wrote the letter, he'd be saying, Guys, I am tired of this apostleship stuff. I'm here in prison. I've been whipped. I've been beaten. I've been scourged. I've been hungry. I've been in the deep. Uh, It's just, this is not what it's cracked up to be. Have you ever felt that way? (laughs) Like, how can I go through this disappointment? How can I go through these situations, this discouragement? It seems like things are not working out. I give up. I don't want to do this anymore. But his word to the Philippians was, stand firm in the Lord. Amen? We have to stand. And that word stand is the military term meaning guard. Guard what you're doing. Guard what you're believing. Don't let your heart be tarnished or broken or faint-hearted. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen? So the Apostle Paul, and I'm almost done with my introduction. (laughs) The Apostle Paul wrote, and what did he tell the people in uh, Philippians? He said, rejoice. Have joy. Don't be downtrodden. Don't put your head down. Lift up and have joy. And he mentioned it 13 times in four chapters. And you would think that we would get it. Okay, so your, your situation, your problem couldn't be any worse than his. To be in prison, he was shackled next to a guard. He couldn't, you know, go where he wants to go. Talk about uh, shelter in place for three years. And he says, rejoice in the Lord. Always. Again, I say rejoice. So uh, Rich is going to read this long passage. Hopefully you guys won't get bored listening to the Word of God. And uh, we're going to go through. He gave us five instructions. See if you can spot them. Okay, Brother Richard. (laughs) 
Had to check my pulse. That song was outrageous. I loved it. Ooh, still hair still standing on end. Good morning, saints of God. The scripture reading is found in Philippians 4, 1 through 9. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord this way, beloved. I plead with Eurodia, I plead with Synthke to agree and to work in harmony in the Lord. Indeed, I ask you too. My true companion to these women, for they have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel. Together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always again. I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, think continually on these. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, put these into practice, and the God of peace may be with you. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. Thank you, Richard. And he's going to be doing a CD uh, shortly on uh, Bible reading. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Exactly right. I, I just, weren't you just captured by just, just read, read, keep reading. Keep reading. <laughs> So did you catch the five points, or do I have to break it down for you? Break it down, Pastor. Okay, that's what I've been doing all week, so I'm here to, to break it down for you. So the first thing he says is he says, stand firm in the Lord. Praise God. So let's pray as we break this down. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you that you fill my heart with your words and my mouth that will speak the things that you want me to speak. I give you praise and glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So he says, uh, stand firm in the Lord, not in your own power or your own strength, because our, in our own power, we give up. Sometimes you wake up, you go like, man, my life's not going that good. You ever feel that way? Like, it's not going the way I want it to go. I need some help. I need some encouragement. I need some direction. Well, the Lord says, I'm here. The Bible says, but his, his mercies are new every morning, 
Every morning you wake up, you say, okay, let's go. Let's have a good day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will what? Rejoice and be glad in it. Praise the Lord. Did you, did you wake up that way? Do you jump out of bed and go, praise the Lord, hallelujah. My wife said she was uh, praying, and she woke up one day, and the Lord told her, I want you to shout when you wake up. Say, what, what did he say to say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Not, oh, no, it's Monday. No, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says he's with us in whatever we do. And I read a scripture in Psalms 56, 8, it says that he collects all of our tears in a bottle. Can you imagine that? He's with us. He's, he's, he's con- concerned about us. And as you, if you hurt, he hurts. And so he has all those tears in a bottle. Why? Because he's, not, he, he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He's there with us. And as you hurt, we hurt. But he brings us compassion and direction and love. So I'm so glad that he's that way, that he loves us that much. And he says he's with us. Even in the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amen? So let's see what uh, he says here. Five things. The first thing he says is in verse 2. He says, the first thing he says is to live in harmony. And he brings out these two ladies, Eodius and Syntyche. And these girls are fighting. I don't know what they're fighting about. It might have been in the kitchen. They might have been complaining about how you're going to serve the food. There might have been pots and pans, you know, clanging together. But (laughs) the disagreement went all the way to Paul in another country. And so he has to write in the Bible, hey, you two, can't you all get along? Praise God. How would you like that to be written about you in the Bible for people for generations upon generations to read? Oh, well, so-and-so and so-and-so, they're just not getting along. But he says, I plead with you. I urge you. I beg you, Yodia and Syntyche. He, taught, he, he calls them out individually. He said, I, I, I plead with you. Can't you just get along? Live in harmony and work together. And then he has to go on and say, Clement, can you help them? Because it seems like they can't work it out on their own. Do you have anybody that you have a little bit of, you know, angst about? You know, they don't, things are not working out. I had some situations, about three or four, this last week or two. I worked them out, praise the Lord. But sometimes you have to, what, humble yourself under the hand of the Lord and allow them to have their way or allow them to, you know, speak what they have. And then you, you make the peace. The Bible says, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. So that's what he's saying, live in harmony. It's amazing that uh, the, that's what he, Paul was saying. I can't believe how bad the dissension was. You, you've been in church a while. You've seen people get all upset, and it's a holy indignation. Oh, Lord, you know, I, I, don't, I can't take that person, that person. I can't believe that they did that. Have you heard people talk like that? Oh, I have. I have, yeah. We don't have that in this church anymore, praise God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, amen. If they do, I sit down with them like Clement and say, can't we all just work this out? Amen. (laughs) So the Bible says, seek peace and let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is the good to edifying that you may minister grace to the hearers, amen? You don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, when your kids are fighting, you, you don't feel good about that. You want them to get along. Well, how much more the father, when he sees his children fighting, he wants, can't you, can't you work this out? Praise the Lord. So we want that. And it says here, now, further on in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, 
Check this out. Here's what the Lord is saying to us. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, malice be put away from you. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, forgave you. Now, I'm going to be a pilot. I mean, a pirate. Not a pilot, a pirate. <laughs> pilot would be good, too, but uh, I'm going to be a pirate on Treasure Island, uh, Mystery Island, and, and I'm going to call myself uh, Captain Kind. Amen? Yeah, yeah. I, I was Captain Crook because I was mean and evil, but when I went on the island, I needed help from the Lord, and the Lord touched me and saved me, so I'm going to be Captain Kind. Kids need to know about Captain Kind. But Joseph is going to be a swashbuckler. He's going to be my, my, you know, sidekick. Yeah, but he's not going to get saved until later on. The kids are going to have to pray for him and get him saved because he's just honorary. He's just an honorary old coot. But anyway, we're going to, we're going to see that happen. Praise he's not smiling yet. So anyway, <laughs> just pray for him. No. Okay, so number one thing is, Live in harmony. Are you in harmony with one another? Do you have? I, I'm so thankful we've been talking about being forgiving and living in harmony, harmony. And I've seen people make peace with their relatives or families that they haven't been uh, at peace with prior to that. Sometimes years, five years, they would call them up and make peace. It's not that hard. It's just, you know, humble yourself. And so continue to do that. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, wanting nothing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I just feel a sense. I just sense the Lord here. I just sense the Lord wants to impart that to us, to live peaceably with all men. I had a lady call me up the other day. She says, I just want to make sure everything's okay with us. You know, we had some, some words, and I just want to make sure you okay, I'm okay, you all right. Yeah, I'm all right, you're all right. Okay, because we don't want to have to pray and have the Lord say, well, you didn't forgive that person. Why are you hold, holding ought against them? The Bible says when you pray and someone has ought against you, what are you supposed to do? Leave your gift at the altar. Go find them and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen? And then come back and give the gift to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. So that's what we're going to do. So then the second thing that he wants us to do, and I mentioned it before, it's rejoice in the Lord always. Always, always, always. Again, I say rejoice. Why does he have to say it again? Because we don't get it the first time, right? <laughs> so I had one pastor tell me the word rejoice, think of it this way. You have joy, and then you got to rejoice. <laughs> I mean, that's not the exact definition, but you got to think about it in your mind. I had joy this morning, and now I'm in the afternoon, and I'm with all the people. I need to rejoice again, Amen. <laughs> And sometimes you have to, when you're standing in line at the market or wherever you're going, and if, if it's taking too much time and the person's fumbling around or people are, oh, I got to put some more paper in the, in the uh, printer. And, okay, go ahead. <laughs> but you have to have patience, amen? You, that's the time to take a little praise break. Say, Lord, it's thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you love me, Lord. Thank you that I have your peace that passes all understanding, that guards my heart and my mouth in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. So, the, so how do you rejoice in the Lord? You, you might want to ask me that question. Anybody want to ask me that question? How do, very good. In Zephaniah 3, 15, it talks about that the Lord rejoices over us with dancing and with singing. He's dancing. He's singing over us. And so we just have to join in on the dance floor with him. 
Okay, Lord. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just love you, Lord God. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. And when you do that in the morning, guess what? He comes in and he spends time with us because the Bible says that we didn't first love him. He first loved us. He's rejoicing over us. We need to rejoice with him. Then that way you're on the same plane, the same mind, the same spirit. Amen? And then things go well with your life that day because what? You spent time with him. I remember one time I was getting, I was doing this for like a week or so, and I was getting tired. I go, Lord, I, I kind of want to sleep tonight and he go, today. He goes, well, let's, let's do that I love you, you love me thing again. I said, okay, I, I, I'm game. Let's go. And so, you know, I had my, my living room is like my dance floor, you know, and, and actually I just imagine it being up in heaven and I could dance with him. Praise God. So rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And what's the, uh, what's the third thing I got? I have, huh? Uh, we're in third, I think. Third thing. Okay. Oh, I like this. You ready for this? Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is near. Let your gentleness. Gentle. You know, Jesus was gentle. Paul said, I beseech you by the gentleness and meekness of Christ. He, he, was a, he was meek. He was gentle. I've heard the Lord speak to me. It's authoritative, but it's gentle. It's not like bombastic. It's, it's, he loves us, so he gives us faith to believe, but he's gentle. Uh, David said, King David said, your gentleness has made me great. Well, you might say, well, didn't Jesus like uh, turn over the money changers and the, uh, the people, the, the carts and the sheep and everything in the temple? Yes, he did, but he didn't whip anybody, praise God. And to show he had control, the doves that were there, he didn't just let them fly away. He says, take these doves outside. In other words, he, wanted, he didn't want them to lose it. He was under control. We can have power under control. I was talking to this one man, or actually I heard him on video. He, you know how we like to pray? We like to shout it out, you know, like, Go, in Jesus' name. Well, he said he had to learn how to do that in a lower voice in the hospital. Otherwise, they would have kicked him out. You know, like, you can't be yelling in here, sir. <laughs> so he had to learn how to have controlled power to speak with power and let it come out uh, authoritatively in the Lord. An example of that is a horse. A horse is very strong. You know, you, you can't mess with a horse, but the horse will, can walk around people in the streets. He has controlled power. We have controlled power. We don't have to unleash it on everybody, but we have it on the inside of us. Amen? Praise God. I'm looking at Sally. We had such a beautiful time at her son's house. One of her family members passed away, and so she asked me to come and say a few words, and we just shared about how the family uh, will miss her and the things that she has done, and five people got saved wow. right, in, right in the home. Amen. And uh, they were talking about the one that passed away, and she was in a retirement home, so she couldn't get up uh, around very much. And so the mother said, well, what, what, what kind of sin could she have possibly committed? You know, I mean, she's in the hospital room. How could she? And, and we said, well, you, you're born in sin. You know, Adam and Eve sinned, and we, so we're, you know, inheriting their sin, but we have to be freed from that. And Jesus Christ has done that by living a perfect life. So we can be gentle, and I, you just make the invitation and let the Lord speak to the people.
praise God. How many times do you know you have to talk to people and let your gentleness be known to them and let the Lord minister to them? I know one time I was in a, when I first got saved, I was at a, I used to be a, an adjuster and I used to go to body shops and write up the estimates. And there's this one guy, he was the owner of the shop and he was a tall guy. I mean, he was like six, three or four and he was, he filled the room, okay? <laughs> and so he's cussing over there. And I said, sir, please, I, you know, that, that's offensive to me. And he walked over to me like he was going to do something, you know, he looked over me and said, what are you doing coming into my shop and telling me what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to talk? And I said, well, I just felt like that was the right thing to say. And so he turned around. So I went back to the, to the church and I went to the intercessory group lady and I said, man, I stood my ground with that guy and I told him off. I was so happy. And she goes, well, why didn't you let the Holy Spirit do it? I go, what do you mean? He said, let your presence, let the Holy Spirit present, convict him of it. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be so, you know, in his face. Oh, okay. So every time I went in there, I just let the Holy, I took the Holy Spirit with me. <laughs> and he never said a cuss word again all the time that I was there. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, you know, gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit, you know. So if you're filled with the Spirit, you will be gentle, you'll be kind, you'll be nice. Praise God. So the fourth thing, if you're keeping track, I know Bindi's keeping track. She writes, you know, she writes all the notes and puts them in a book. And if she needs to refer to them for a friend or somebody that needs help, they go, oh, excuse me, I got, the, I got that message right here. <laughs> Amen. So it says, fourthly, be anxious for Nothing. Oh, I'm just so concerned. I'm so worried. I don't know about my son. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. You know? You know, we were raised that if you don't worry, you're not, you don't really care. You know? <laughs> but the Bible says what? Cast your care upon him because he cares for us. It says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Worrying hasn't changed anything, has it? No. All it does is pr produce negative toxins in your body, and then your arm's starting to hurt. I don't know why my back is hurting. I don't know why. <laughs> we have to know that the Lord hears us. He's aware of all of our prayers. In 1 John 5, 14 through 15, it says, this is the confidence that we have in him. And if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know if he hears us, we have the petitions that we desire of him. What a promise. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. According to his will. He's there to fulfill that in us. Praise God. Whatever we ask in Jesus' name, he'll give or grant to us. I heard this one preacher talk about, the Lord just can't say no. <laughs> I like that. Amen. I can't say no. <laughs> if my wife asks me for something, I yes, dear, whatever you want, whatever you need. My son says, why are you doing that, Dad? Why do you give her everything she wants? I don't know. I just can't. It's just the way I am, you know. So we pray with thanksgiving. Why? Because we believe it's already going to be accomplished. It's already going to be done. Okay. The last thing, you ready for number five? Are you doing all these? Can, can you live in harmony? Can you rejoice in the Lord always? Can you not worry but pray? Can you be gentle? Please be gentle. Okay. So finally, my brethren, think on these things. 
Whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, if there be any praise, think on these things continually. Let your mind be consumed with good things. Don't speak things that are not edifying or complimentary. And so anything that you're going to say, you just use this measurement. Is it true? Yeah, so-and-so did that. Is it honest? Yeah. Is it just? Yeah. Is it pure? Mm, no. Is it a good report? Would you make a praise at church about it? No, not really. Well, don't say it, even though you want to say it. You ever have that time when you want to say something and it's wanting to rise up and you just have to like, oh, no, no, help me, Lord, help me. There's some kind of satisfaction in just saying something bad. I don't know what it is, but you have to have a satisfaction of holding it, holding your peace, right? Got to be happy with it. Now, look at this last thing that he leaves us with, the Apostle Paul. After you do these things, he says... The things, uh, this last, the last one, ready? The last uh, verse, is it on there? The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, do these things. Put it into practice. If you had a new believer that you brought into the Lord, and they say, well, how am I supposed to live? Just, he would say, just follow me. Just do whatever I do. Could you say that? Or would you say, you could do everything I want to do, but these things here, don't do those things. Do as I say, not as I do, right? So we have children that will put us, you know, to the test and say, Dad, you know, aren't you supposed to be kind? Uh, aren't you supposed to be thinking good things about them? So he says, these things put into practice every day. You have to practice it. Every, just when you think you got the love walk down, all of a sudden somebody comes and just Knocks you off your pedestal, and you got to go, like, okay, i got to love that one, too. I was fine until they came along. <laughs> Put into practice. And then what happens? That the God of peace will be with you. So the Apostle Paul says, I haven't attained this, nor have I apprehended it completely, but I would press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus press every day, every day. Amen? No matter how far you've gotten, you still can go farther. You can still have another uh, peace with the Lord, another uh, uh, lesson that you can learn. I, I keep lean, learning lessons all the time, you know? You just think, well, Lord, don't you want me to correct that? Don't you want me to say something about that? No, just, you know, speak your peace and let me handle it. Amen? So let's pray that the Lord would put these five practices into our life so that we can live peaceably with all men and live peaceably with God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your word, how rich it is, how good it is, how we can enjoy your presence with joy and fulfillment in all that you are because you're with us. So, Father, we thank you. If, if you're here or if you're out there and you have not accepted the Lord and you need to have assurance that you can be saved and be with the Lord in heaven, just repeat after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I thank you that, Lord, I am forgiven. So I ask you to forgive me 
of all my sins. Come and dwell with me and be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.